Putin Bratwurst. Hi and welcome to Putin Bratwurst. I'm Simon. I'm in Hamburg right now and I'm talking to my good friend in Quebec, Philip. Can you hear me? I hear you so, so well. So can, you hear, can you hear me too? I, I can hear you very well. Awesome, awesome. So today is going to be a very special episode. I, I, I would like to say it's the, the, the episode that I have prepared myself for the most. And I'm pr pretty sure it's the same for you, isn't it? I did prepare a lot for this one, yeah. So, um, yeah, you want to tell the audience what we're doing today and next week? So these episodes are quite special for us because we're going to go through two or well, four of our most influential albums. So two of my own and two of Simon. And one of them is on our native language, so French and, and, uh, and German. And the two others are in English. So we both made listen um, these albums to the other one. And we went through the songs. We went through, uh, listened a couple of times to the album. And we're going to share with you our impressions, our general impressions, and a more deep dive into certain songs or all the songs. Um, our favorites also, maybe the one we like last to. And uh, maybe our interpretation. Uh, I know in the case of the French one, I showed you, it's a conceptual album. So there's a story in it. Um, I don't know if you catched it. We'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, basically, that's the, that's the two next episodes for this one and the next one. So I hope you guys will enjoy it. I'm quite excited to hear what uh, you have to say, especially yeah, about the one today. Uh, uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, so today we're talking about our native um, yes. albums, which is really interesting because we obviously, um, Philip doesn't speak German and I don't understand mm. French. So right. we, um, we had to look it up and uh, so we, we could listen to the album actually in a way that the other guy can't listen to. Like right. my German album, I cannot listen with, without understanding German. So that's, that's right. going to be interesting. And, and it's mm -hmm. vice versa for him. Uh, for Philip. Right. So, um, yeah, you want to start by uh, just giving a brief introduction of your album and uh, which I've heard, like I, so to, just to make clear, I listened to this album, um, Philip sent the link to me, I listened to it, I wrote down my notes, we're going to go through it song by song, we're going to do this album first in the next um, take, and then we're going to do the exactly the same thing with the album I sent Philip. So, mm -hmm. Philip, what's your album? So the album is called Jaune, which means yellow. It's from an artist called Jean-Pierre Ferlin. Um, so my relationship with this album, uh, so it was released in 1970. So it's an old, it's oldie. It's an oldie. Um, and it sounds old, as you probably will tell. Um, this album, so my dad is a massive fan of Jean-Pierre Ferlin, especially his three albums of that era, which are, the three of them are great. I think Jaune is the best. It's the first one of the three. <clears throat> and he tried to make me listen to it when I was younger. Hated it. Thought it was boring. I thought it was bland. Um, I tried again later. Still hated it. I thought it was, it was boring, very boring, and sounded very poor. Um, and then later on in my life, and that's I often say that I'm not spiritual on this podcast, but when it comes to music, sometimes I find like certain albums find you at the right time. And uh, <clears throat> for some reason, after going through the one of the hardest challenge in my life, which was a very difficult breakup and Simon you're aware of it um this, oh this, okay I know what you're talking about this album I just I just thought about it I was like maybe I should try it again it was a perfect time to listen to it uh I very appropriated the, the lyrics for me which is very un, un, uncommon for me as, as Simon says and knows I mean um 
I don't usually care about the lyrics, uh, even in French. It's not something I really care about. Um, but this album, for some reason, the lyrics talk to me in a way that I think no album ever did before. And that's why it's so influential for me. And it's, I listened to it so many times, uh, trying to understand, trying to, to make links between the songs. And just so you know, do you want to know like, how he wrote this album or you want, you want us to talk about it afterward? Um, I got one. If you can do it short, uh, sure. Yeah, it's very short. So he was in Paris, Paris. And he locked himself up in an apartment for a week, got pissed drunk and wrote it. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I probably, I probably overthink it. Uh, apparently, the album doesn't actually mean something. Um, but yeah, I, I, I studied it like I studied for an exam. Uh, that's why I thought you would be interested in listening to it. So I, yeah, I, that's I, I, I did the same, even though I, I don't think I spent <laughs> as, as much time as you, but I did the same. Um, my album is from uh, Farin Olab Racing Team. Farin Olab, mm -hmm. uh, every German knows Farin Olab. He is... Uh, The lead singer of one of the like the greatest German band ever, um, uh, which is uh, Die Ärzte, and uh, they started in the 80s, and uh, I think uh, around the 2000s, maybe 2001 or so, 2003. I don't, I don't know. He started to to do his music on his own, and since he's always been, in my opinion, the most talented um, uh, write, music writer in within the Ärzte, he um, he has been quite successful on his own as well. Uh, for this album, which is called uh, Die Wahrheit übers Lügen, which means the truth about lying, mm -hmm. he um, joined. He was joined by his live band, uh, who, which is now also a studio band, and now he's call, started calling himself Farin Ulab Racing Team. Um, I don't want to talk too much about the music, I, uh, but uh, this is uh, this is an album that I listened to. I, it came out when I was in seventh grade, and I absolutely loved it um it's uh i i've, I've list, been listening to it ever since and um so uh yeah it's just it has so many the, the music just uh uh it it final was always very very good at capturing emotions um especially if you're growing when you're growing up and and so mm -hmm. this album has a song for every mood basically and that's why i chose uh i chose this album to to show philip because i just feel like um, it's something for every mood, and I, I'm, I'm very curious how it translated for for you. If it if that language speak, spoke to you as well, or if you say, well, I don't know. So we're gonna take a break here and be right back for the second take when we speak about um, "June" by Jean-Pierre Ferland. Did I pronounce that correctly? It's "June." June. All right. That's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hear you guys in a moment. What happened? Just clap. Just a cramp? Yeah, just crap. So you told me what, what, what can you eat to help you make you feel better? Bananas. Yeah, why, why bananas? Monkeys never craps. Uh, you know, monkey never crap. <laughs> Be, uh, because a uh, monkey every day bananas. Two. So how many did you have today? Three. How about three? Oh, yeah. I need three bananas because a uh, monkey never crap. Hi, and welcome back to the second um, take of our music, first music episode. So the album uh, Philip um, made me listen to was uh, Jean by, um, by Jean-Pierre Ferland. Jean means uh, yellow. And um, so, uh, which is also the, uh, the permanent color you see on the, on the front. I actually mm -hmm. thought Jean would mean like January or something. 
that was like mm. when I first listened to it, I thought, well, maybe that means January because it's also the artwork you see on the front looks like a winter artwork. Mm. Um, this is this album, as as I uh, read on Wikipedia, is one of the most classic albums of Quebec music. Um, mm -hmm. And it also is, um, I think, one of the three or of only four albums who are on that. Like, there's a list of the best Canadian records of all time, and this one is is on that album. So um, uh, it's on that list. So it's mm -hmm. one of the most uh, um, uh, famous albums in in Canada, especially, which is special yeah, because it's uh, it's a, a French album mostly. So mm -hmm. the first song is um, it's called uh, uh, a Prologue. A prologue. Right. Um, um, and so the first thoughts I had is it sounds like a movie. So the movie that came to my head was The Holy, Holy Mountain by um, Holorowski. Um, and, um, and the music kind of uh, breaks the uh, surrounding and the sound. So... Um, uh, it feels like the beginning of an of and the end of a of a movie um and it's it's very short coming like it starts slowly builds up and then it fades out also quickly mm -hmm. another picture i got in my head was like ice drops falling down and uh, and there's um and he's talk like in the german translation he's talking about something and uh and it it isn't really clear to what he's mm -hmm. talking about first i thought maybe he's talking about uh quebec maybe this is an album that's going to talk about being home um when i finished the album and i found out that there's uh there's a, a concept behind the whole thing i mm -hmm. felt like uh it might not be that maybe he's talking about love or about the woman he's missing um but that's the, the first thing that you got there. So from only basically listening to it and having the mm. picture in my head, this is a, an album about winter, it, it still fit the picture. So um, mm. my first impression didn't stop there. When I, when I heard it with the lyrics on, um, it changed and it got me curious for what's going to come. Mm -hmm. So you want to hear my take on the, the introduction? Obviously. The, the epilogue, uh, the prologue, I mean. Um, I'm... I'm in my interpretation of the album, the prologue doesn't fit very well. It's one of these songs that I have a hard time placing, it, uh, placing in. Mm -hmm. um, but what he says is very mysterious, and I think it's meant to be left for you to... Uh, so he says, like... Uh, I don't have the lyrics in front of me. It's like, like somewhere it might be far away, yeah, or it yeah. might be right next to you. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just like a kind of a... Uh, like a mental state of like being unsure of certain things and being undecided, but I like the, the music a lot on this on this uh, on this track. Uh, I love the like little horns on the song mm -hmm. at the end, the, the slow guitar. Uh, I think it's just a pretty song, basically, and it sets the it mood. Is. I think that's what it does. What it has to do, it sets the mood. Yeah, yeah. Um, the next song is called Le Petit Roi. Yeah, and uh, that is the little king. So that was the first time when i actually got beatles vibes um okay uh, from from his music like the acoustic guitar that carries the whole song and again you get these movie vibes i really it feels like a like a, like a slow movie starting but like one of these good movies that you can rewatch a thousand times then you get like harps and and, and chorals and then it it's uh, from from like a, a western style movie it gets to a disney like world um i felt like in a disney movie and also a train marching, marching going on with the drums going. Um, yeah, but you, but you, you have this this happy world thing, um, 
And, uh, and then I listened to the lyrics and there was the first, I don't know if it was a translation mistake, but he's talking about a gumball. And, yeah. um, and I, I didn't make sense of that. I could make sense of right. like he, so what he's telling, he has this little king in his head mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that little king moved out to become a man. So he's mm -hmm. talking about adolescence. He's talking about growing up and moving away. I don't know if he's talking about Quebec there and uh, going out to see the world, which would be fitting to what you said previously that um, mm. he's, he, he recorded this album in Paris. Um, yet um, he has this little king in his head uh, and moving out. I'm wondering, um, since the, the little king moves out and he's growing out with the king moving out, is he actually following the king? So is he following his youth to some other place? Um, or is um, is the little king moving in a different direction than he is? That's one question that came to my mind. But the biggest question I have, and that's the part where I would like you to jump in, is what the fuck is going on with that gumball? I don't get it. Okay, so uh, it's very interesting, your interpretation of the song. I think if you look at the song itself, it makes a lot of sense. But I see it in my own uh, interpretation where I see... So the gumball, I think it's... it's I, under, I always understood it. That's, that's the way people call him. That's like his surname. Is it for the 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 um this the, the protagonist? Furlong is called like that or no 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 it's I think the, the protagonist of the album we don't ah. know its name right so I think it's like it's the name of the the, the character basically is that something that makes sense in in French or in in it's in the Quebec? same it's boule de gum it's gumball it's exactly the same thing. no no I mean uh, would it be a usual thing to call like your son or so gumball as a as a no nickname? and I think that's part of the it's like it's a It's, to, it's, it's a fictional character, so it's like it's an impossible name. I think that, that's how I always understood it. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's something that I've seen uh, elsewhere in arts, where it's like it's, it's, it's a very fictional character, and it's so fictional that it doesn't give, it, give him a, a proper name, right? Mm -hmm. um, but to me, this album is about grief. Uh, it's about like losing something that you, you cannot get over with. And uh, I thought the little king in his head, was he thought he was like uh, living the dream. He thought he, had, he understood everything that everything was going well for him, like like he owned everything. And then something hits him. And the, the he says, like, uh, I, I love how he says, like, I don't, feel, I don't make love the same way. I don't feel time passing the mm -hmm. same way anymore. Um, I feel like he, something hit him. And in the next song, we, under, we understand what happened. Um, we'll talk about it probably, but he's, he's, I feel like he, he lost something in his life. And it's in the, that song that he explains, the the feeling of losing your state of grace basically okay uh, so that's my interpretation of it and just so you know this is the most famous song on the album oh really oh yeah this Whoa. one and the next one the two the, the, these two uh these are like the the, the hits uh wow. yeah the other ones are not as famous for sure yeah like this oh. the pizza why is a classic okay everybody knows that song Okay. Wow. Like the gum. That's like everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. that that's oh, cool. So yeah. So that, all yeah. right. Uh, the, can you pronounce the name of the next one? It's pretty long, so I don't know if it's. Condonem on toujours vingt Pretty good. Uh, so pretty good. In, in in English, that means when you love, you are always twenty. Yep. Um, so again, I, you have these train drums. Um, and what I thought it would be about, um, without knowing your lyrics, was like a jolly story, something, mm -hmm. something funny. I, I you hear like weird kind of synths in there, which is I think a very interesting thing that you don't expect 
for at first when you hear like the guitar on on these first songs and i also got some vibes from from abba you know the the swedish yep. uh, pop group um now then you you hear the story and the first thing that came to my mind was oh yeah that's like false on prison blues by uh by um uh god help me uh uh pop, pop, pop. johnny cash okay. um so it's like this classic story uh storytelling thing of a guy who kills someone you go to you go have to go to prison for 20 years mm-hmm. so um uh and then you he so he kills out of passion he kills uh uh he kills someone i i i don't quite remember who he killed was it like it's not it's not clear it's not clear it's not oh it's not clear all right no. so he kills someone um because he just he says he took a knife and schlock we don't yeah, know who schlock, yeah. we don't know what we don't know yeah and, somebody died and uh and uh, but it, it has some some very interesting lyrics because um so he tells in like from the title he says when you love you're always 20 and um saying that love can only uh be combined with that kind of passion that makes you kill another man however um, he's, uh, he then in the third verse goes on and says, after, after sentence, I must no more love, um, love the way I did before. You can't be 20 all your life. And, um, and does it mean that he's not going to be in love anymore because it drives him to violence? Because he says, when you love, you are always 20. So I like that conflict in there mm. that makes you, makes you think so, so, you are you gonna be able to change the way you love after that so a very interesting song for from that perspective so the song is very popular on radio also which is funny to think probably because it's a song about murder (laughs) yeah but the thing is when you say when so there's something you could not understand as as a a non-francophone the title of the song and the sentence means two things Uh, it means you are always 20 years old but it can also mean you always get 20 years of jail Oh, that's interesting. Ah. So, um, and the next song, Sing Sing, is about him getting out of jail after a number of days that is equal to 20 years, I think. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know 7,000 right? something. Yeah, I, I calculated yeah. that, yeah. So, so, so my interpretation of the song is that there's two ways to look at it. There's the way of like, I cannot love like this again. My own interpretation is that he, the, shl- the knife, the schlack, is on himself. And what it means about 20 years is that he will not be able to love for 20 years again. I think the prison is um, the grief that he's going through. It's not true. He doesn't actually go to prison. That's, I'm very, I theorize a lot on this album. Mm-hmm. But I think, um, uh, yeah, well, he, does, he doesn't see who he, 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 he knives, actually. So to me, it's like all of this for a girl and her fake uh, eyelashes and whatever. And um, yeah, I just think twice before living like this because you'll take 20 years. Uh, and I... I, I I think it means you'll take 20 years to get over it if you're really in love with someone, right? Mm-hmm. So, and it, it also links with the next song too, which is something I like. Yeah. It often goes with the next song. Um, when he tells about his friends that are still in prison and he, later on, it's like, it's, you, you don't know until you live it. You don't know how hard the grief is until you've gone through it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's, that's the, the thing for the, for the next song. I, uh, so, um, it's called Sing Sing, and but it's it's very uh, a blue song. So mm-hmm. um, I loved we listened to it. I love the guitar. Basically, I love all the guitar picking on on this album. But this one I, I liked particularly. 
um, has this cool. very sad uh, picking of the of an acoustic guitar, mm-hmm. and um, and I heard um, already when when I listened to it, I heard that it switches back to the um, the third song uh, when he because he sings the Conan M on a and he sings that in a little more quieter, the more sleeper version, but he goes back there. I also sense some similarities to Pink Floyd and the way it made me, it, it sounded. It was like a French Pink Floyd vibe that I got from there. Mm. Um, and and there's like a, um, there's a, uh, also a solo, a guitar solo that sounds like uh, it's improvised. And I was wondering if, if, it, um, it, if it was supposed to sound like that. Um, also, that was the song that made me realize that you really need to have the lyrics on this album. That you're missing so yep. much by only listening Absolutely. to the to the rest of the music, which is beautiful. But you need the lyrics now. The about the lyrics. So, um, from my from the way I understood it, is he sings about the time he is in prison. He rep- references back, and he has this twenty years. Um, um, uh, 20 years as long as the hours I lived while waiting for you. So um, he's uh, he he says that he's not not gonna gonna sing anymore. But then he again he is. So he's kind of contradicting himself. But he's but he is caught in this in this um, horrible situation of being trapped in in prison or like as far as I can in- interpret it. Um, and I think you you really get the sense of that. You. Um, through the way the music is and and it got me thinking like i actually thought about how horrible it must be to be 20 years in prison while your loved one is is still out there and you know you you have to wait that long to see that person again yeah i agree with you this is probably the song one of the songs that is the most important to understand what it says to actually be able to enjoy it to me it's one that touches me a lot um there's there's um uh, very nice sentences. One one of my favorite lines of the album is uh, "L'hiver peut neiger, l'été aussi." Like, ne peut plus me désoler. He says, like, winter can can like the snow can fall during winter or even during summer. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> nothing can like make me sad anymore at this point. Like, I, I love the image of like yeah. it can even snow during summer, which is like for Quebec people the worst nightmare ever because because <laughs> the summers are so short, and we really want them. He's like, I, I'm so down. Like, I've, I've been through so much that I don't even care about a snow during summer. And it's such a nice way to put it, I think. Um, it, I don't know. I, I, I should, like, I want to I go through all the lines with you, but, like, it would take too long. But, I mean, I'm, I'm very glad you liked it. I was worried about the translation because uh, I thought that's one you could like because I thought the lyrics were very smart. Um, I, I think I yeah, got most of it. To be it honest. seems like you do, yeah. But I love how he says, um, there's a part that I, I wanted to talk about. What he says, like, I think about the guys that are still up there and they're still in the hurry. And they, like, I want to tell them, like, don't go too fast because here we don't wait much. And I always uh, remembered my friends. And I, my interpretation is probably wrong, but that's how I like to think about it. I think about my friends that are going through their first relationship still. You know, they're still with their first girlfriend. And... Sometimes they talk about it very lightly and like, like, but I want to, they don't know what the grief of, of losing someone you really love is like. And yeah. I, I'm like, I want to tell them, you know, don't hurry too much. Like, take it easy. Enjoy the moment. Cause here you'll see, like when you're out of that, when you're out of the dream, you'll see how hard it is. So take it, you know, here we don't wait much. Like suffering comes and goes. So, um, 
yeah, I don't know, very meaningful song for me, especially at the time where I heard that, that album, for sure, yeah. The next song um, is the second <laughs> song I was able to understand. Uh, because yeah, some parts, uh, for sure, yeah. The title is God is an American. Yeah, I could... Yep. I, I could so... Um, I, I, I wrote down cliche intro because it's, yeah, that's so American. That's how you imagine <laughs> Americans. Yeah. And um, holy fuck, is that song ever stuck in my head? I, <laughs> like every every day I'm, I'm sitting there doing something quieter at work and I'm like, God is an American. Nein, der Gott ist Deutsch. And <laughs> so, first of all, I, I really love, and you hear it in the last song as well, I love the that the... the english speaking with a dialect i would love to hear a whole album of this guy singing in in english just because i think it's so cute the way he pronounces things um, right. then i then and then you hear uh, you hear german nein der gott ist deutsch which is not completely correct uh, because you wouldn't <laughs> you would say nein gott ist deutsch you wouldn't say der gott you don't use an article with god just a german grammar fact for you guys interesting um, And then he goes uh, something Ruski, so Russian, and there's yep. something French as well. I, yep. I presume it means the same thing. Yep, it all means the same. Um, you have crazy style switches in there. Yeah. And uh, and I wrote down, this is more than music, because then you have him kind of almost going rapping in there. And you you know that there is like a bigger message that I'm not getting because he speaks in French then. So um, I looked up the lyrics and because I didn't understand anything besides mm. the different nationalities claiming that God is their national nationality. Mm -hmm. And so it's very biblical. Um, and uh, people talk about God, but they don't listen. And uh, it turns out only um, uh, like uh, God is complaining. Like um, he's the way he's speaking is he is uh, like God speaking. He is God. Yeah. And uh, he's, he's telling you, you guys are not listening that like I'm, he's, he wants all these good things, but all they care about is shouting and, and saying, no, no, you, you belong to us. You belong to us. So, yeah. But I, my, the biggest question that leaves in my mind is why he chose American, German, Russian, and French, mm. I guess. So, What my interpretation is since this album first came up in the 70s, yeah, around I think maybe the Cold War influenced him to do For that, sure. like 100%. the allies, the allies fighting over over power in Germany, maybe. So, even though Germany didn't really play a big role, that Germany was just like playing ball in there, but that's my interpretation of it. Uh, I think that the choice of nations is definitely defined by the time, uh, for sure. You know, it's uh, it's 1970, um, the Cold War, the Allies against the Eastern Bloc. I, it's not a political song. Uh, so, do you want me to go in with that song? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay. So, um, so I think how this album fits in, this song fits in the album, is uh, I think when people are out of solutions, when they're very depressed, they turn to religion. And I think this song is um, about how he will not find an answer in religion because religion is man, you know, it's, it's, it, people appropriate it. It's, it's everybody appropriate God to themselves or God will look for me, look over me. He's protecting me. He's taking care of me. He's listening to my prayers. So what basically I, I, that's how I interpret it is realizing that God is a creation of man because they all appropriate it for themselves. And it's, it's very, I think the lyrics are very funny uh the the way is like um he almost makes god swear yeah, that's something yeah. <laughs> you probably didn't catch did you catch it <clears throat> uh, i think i did yeah there's like this one thing that he that i don't speak he doesn't about. finish right yeah you, you want to say vous me faites and you want to ah, say yeah, she yeah. 
Yeah. like you make me you make me shit but he yeah, doesn't say yeah, shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, so he's like I, w- I would do like i did with uh with sodom sodom like i would kill all of you guys again and i, w- I would i would use like the, the the waves to crush you again you're so annoying and so i don't think the guy talking is the main character of the album it's just it's actually god and it's him realizing how stupid this whole thing is because everybody's appropriating the, the god to themselves anyway so yeah okay um so the next song again is, has a french name it's called yeah. le jade du café d'artistes mm-hmm. the cat of the artist's cafe yep um so the first thing i noticed is wow it doesn't start with a guitar that's a change uh and then again it hit me movie tarantino that's like the vibe i got then it switches mm-hmm. and i <laughs> turn into a james bond movie because of this like this this type mm-hmm. of, of of playing and um uh you hear a lot of style mixes in there um and there's um And, and you sense that the tone is getting darker from the music mm-hmm. itself. Yep. Now, um, the lyrics are crazy. Like, absolutely yeah, I love crazy. The lyrics. So, um, he's talking about... Um, the way I understand it is... So, he wants to be eaten by this cat in the artist's cafe. And I, <laughs> the way I interpret it is that cannibalism or being eaten is his form... It's like a form of art consumption in this um, in this uh, example. So, so it's, I, I was wondering, is death his final art piece? Like, is this a, a, a thing he does for art? Um, he mm. gives references back to to the last song, where um, where um, in in the last song, you in God is an American. You hear um, that only dogs and only cats are like the the good mm-hmm. beings. Now, yep. now you have a cat eating a human being and yep. uh and so i wonder are cats just as hu- inhumane as as humans are that's is that a contradiction another contra- contradiction uh, contradiction in his, his lyrics with with titles and with what's going on so really this is a song that i think i could listen to five or ten times and i would probably still change my mind and pick up new songs so i'm even more curious what you you got you say Uh, so this is my favorite song of the album, personally. Uh, this is my favorite song uh, for the lyrics and the music. I think it's uh, how he makes the, the, the choir sing, the children of choir uh, sing about it's what they sing is very sinister. I think it's very, it was oh, very, oh, uh, yeah. it, it was very um, probably provocative, like extreme of him to do that in that time, uh, to use children to sing this. So there's two symbols in the album that come often. There's the cat is, uh, and there's the, the window. And I use them to understand the, 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 the transition from the character. So in, the, in Le Petit Roi, he says, uh, can you take care of my cat to his friend while, while, I'm, uh, while I change? Because I changed. And I think uh, now I see this as like the turning point in his life. And I think your, your idea of heart consumption is very smart. I never thought about this. I, really, I think it's a very interesting uh, interpretation. Uh, but how I see it is that he's at, is at a point where... Uh, Arts doesn't work. Religion doesn't work. Um, and he has nothing left, but he's still not able to end it up It's in himself. So he's not able to kill himself, basically. He's not there yet. He's getting there, as you, as you, as you know. And uh, um, I think it's a reflection on what makes you uh, human, what makes you alive. You say, well, you don't laugh anymore. It's because you're gone, you know? Um, 
yeah it's i i, I it just described a very like vile way how the the cat's gonna hit him he's like when you're done with me just throw it in the, throw me in the trash can it's so it's such a mean song about himself and i, I feel it's a song it's how you feel when you hate yourself uh, i hate myself so much that even the cat that i gave away wants to eat me i'm so i'm such a piece of shit you know oh, that's how i i don't know okay, that's how okay. i understood it very interesting and he, and he, yeah um he's like when i'll be gone there's be nothing left of me my songs will disappear everything i did nobody will care anymore mm-hmm. like so you can just throw me in the trash because i i'll be forgotten completely so to me this song is like the, the, the tipping point for him like religion didn't work art didn't work mm. nobody will care about him he's, mm. he's, he's a goner right so i don't know I but see. that's my favorite song i think it's a very sinister and i love the choir so much yeah. Um, the next song doesn't have a title, and yeah. uh, I didn't make that many notes on it. Uh, I think oh, it's, it's a break. Uh, yeah, it's probably because of the vinyl. You have to turn yeah. the vinyl around. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, and the only thing I, I took from it is that you really need to listen to this album in order. Like that, I noticed that before knowing the the lyrics. Obviously, you need to do that uh, when you know the lyrics. But I noticed that when I listened to that song, I was like, okay, this is there's like uh the order has a meaning i think mm-hmm. we uh, i don't know do you have anything to say about that or can we no go to the next it's, one? it's 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 a, yeah, it's a transition piece nothing too right. special then uh, the next one is uh ja de jour ja mm-hmm. de jour uh, ja de jour ja de jour um mm-hmm. there are days yeah um so first uh, the music um absolutely songwriter song like you know that he wants to tell you something with that amazing guitar picking again. Um, he has lesser instruments, um, so it, it gets a little quieter. Um, and I was wondering if he's getting back to the beginning because I, I could sense this, um, this picture of the train from the mm. sound. I could sense this again. So I was wondering before listening to the ly- uh, re- looking up the lyrics, I was wondering if that is, if he's referring back to something in the beginning. Now, um the song is about depression basically um yep uh he gave his life for her and i wonder if he meant her the person he loved uh back mm. when he back in the song uh, when you love you're always 20 mm. uh, number three or did he mean the art which was my interpretation of uh, the number six uh, of the cat of the arts uh, artist right. cafe so i was wondering about that and i also wondered because he's not clearly saying it is he dead um, mm. Then in the end, you kind of get the sense. Oh, he he kind of he he uh, committed suicide by drowning himself in the river. Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, I think uh, very dark, but it's uh, it has even in that grim picture, he he was able to capture the beauty of it all, of even though sea, that's right? a sad thing. Yeah. Right. Uh... I think it's a very touching song too. It's one. It's one of those that I really touched me with uh, Sing Sing and uh, Le Chat Café des Artistes. Um, so the, I wanted to bring you to the window. Um, so, and I, it's absolutely fine if you didn't catch it. it. Took me like 20 lessons to get that. But in Le Petit Roi again, he says, "I'm so happy. I'm so well. I I I live with my windows open." And in this song, he says that. Um, like my life is like it's terrible outside, and it rains outside. It winds outside. And it's raining in my room, oh. so it's, so to me it's it's like um he probably didn't think about this <laughs> probably not it's probably me digging too far, but I think it's a symbolism of if you open yourself to someone too much, there's a risk of you getting hurt. Just like if you open your windows all the time because you're so live free, 
it's going to be rain inside your room, right? So I think it's very powerful. And I love how he says, I was so low, I was not even making any shade. I don't know if it, when I looked on Google Translate mm-hmm. for this song, I was wondering if it's going to translate well. It didn't seem to be well, that line seemed to be lost. Um, I, don't know, I don't know if it was, my translation that I looked was not very good for this line. Like how low can you be? You're so low that you don't yeah, even make yeah, yeah. shade on the ground. Beautiful I love picture. this line. I yeah. love this line. And yes, yeah, so depending if you include the last song, the English song in the album or not, I think there's two, because some people think it's a joke. There's a, there's a story. I, I, I did write joke. Uh, for, uh, so there's for a story behind the, the song. So I'll tell you about it. So I think it's not in the conceptual album. So I think he dies. Um, okay. I think, it's, I think the last song is not part of it. But if it is, then he's not die, he's not dead. And I'll tell you why, how it, I see the fork at this Do point. you want to say uh, speak about that in the end? Because our listeners yeah. don't know about the last song yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I'll t- okay. yeah, yeah. Then um, the next song is called... Oh, I'm trying my best here, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. J'ai conduit quand on tient une femme dans ce bois. Sure. <laughs> I get it. All right. Um, so, okay, I'm not going to repeat that at this point. Uh, what do you say when you hold a woman in your arms? What a nice so, title, right? Beautiful title. Um, I The first picture I got in my head for listening to it without the lyrics was singing bees. Um, that's how okay. they had because it sounds it sounded somehow like because it's like mm, at, at the beginning. And it, I, mm. I had to think of what bees would sing like. Um, <laughs> it's very dreamy. Um, but then again, then also I wrote down boring, more of the same, just by mm-hmm. because of the the, the music. Um, right. Um, uh, the break, however, picks up the song again um, uh, and gives back a repeating pattern. And you have a scratching guitar as well, which I also found interesting. So uh, at the beginning, musically, I was a little bit disappointed, and then it right. uh, then it, it switched up. So. Now he um, he's holding obviously he's holding a woman in his arms. I was wondering um, because of the last song, is she mm-hmm. dead as well? Does it mean she's dead as well? Is she the river? Um, I also wrote down, did she eat him? Because uh, I still <laughs> have that right? picture of the cat eating him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was wondering to what it, it referred to the most. So I think this one is a translation issue because he doesn't he doesn't say that he holds a woman in his arm. He oh. says, "I wish I could know what you should say when you hold a woman. Would I be able to say what you say when you hold a woman in your arm? This yeah. one day I'll have to say it." And to me, it's like it's probably like if he's dying in the water. To me, that's like his last thought. It's probably he probably made a mistake. Basically, he's probably realizing that you should you should say this again to someone. What do you say when you hold a woman in your arm? You tell her. I love you, right? That's it. That's the key. Just, just like there's the whole key to the whole thing. Uh, hold the woman and feel love again, and you'll be fine. And I think he's realizing it while he's drowning. I could have just like feel that way again for somebody else if I tried. Maybe he's like, it's so hard to say. It's like I, I would like to write it. I would like to say. It. I don't know how. I don't know how you say it. I know you use these words. Like and it is like uh, you say, I love you. That's it. That's it. But he fucked up. He's dead. Yeah, so he fucked up. Yeah. Except if you include the last song, then he's not dead. Well, we're gonna then get to he, that. We're he, gonna he get went to back that. to the surface. <laughs> we're gonna get to that. Okay. Um, so the the last uh, big uh, song with a with a French title is the yeah. ep- epilogue. Um, right. 
I wrote down movie um, okay. when I listened to it before because again, it makes me just makes me feel of, of good good movies. Mm. Um, it has a sweet little break in there. Um, the guitar also is singing again, um, but it also reminded me back to the other song. So I did find the guitar to be a little similar. Now in the epilogue, you have hear a woman sing and um, as she is singing to him and she's singing some lyrics that uh that uh were at the we know from the beginning yep. so i was wondering is she like him uh and is the beginning the end what does it mean so this could um my theory it made sense from my theory from the last song where she might be dead as well because she mm -hmm. is singing the same thing so maybe she's going through the same stuff and and they were together all along or she was already in that river that he mm. jumped into i was wondering about that um yeah but i i like that the the that here we have again the beginning this is just very fitting for a conceptual album very fitting for the my theory that you have to listen to it in, a, in one stream right um yeah i like that a lot it's also i, I love the song a lot too uh i don't have much interpretation for it for me it's just a symbolism that it's a cycle people there will always be another man that goes through grief that will be seduced will be betrayed or let down and he will or she it could be a woman too one day but i always saw it like it's ever it's ever continuing there's always people are gonna be suffering from this and it's okay it's that's part of life you know that's just how things are um yep It's, there's right. another man who's gonna think he was a king and then gonna fall. It's basically, basically it. Yeah. So for the last song, you wanted me to tell you uh, why you wrote that song. Can I? Can I? Uh, can I start with the last okay, song? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah, I, on, I think on. mine is mine is more, way more simpler than and it gives it maybe gives a little more context to people who haven't listened to the album yet. Yeah. All right. So the last song is called "It Ain't Fair." So yeah. um, and I, it's, I started hearing it. And my first the first note I wrote was. WTF? Because yeah. oh, yeah. I what? This is a break. <laughs> um, then again, I I have to say I love his English. I love it. It's so it's cute. It's beautiful. That's how my dad talks. Um, oh, I I need to hear <laughs> that. Um, uh, it's uh, he has his funny lyrics. He's telling a, a story. I, uh, he calls himself Romeo, and then he calls himself Joe. I didn't really get that. I I mean, I got the Romeo thing, but I didn't really get why he would call himself Joe. Um, Uh, there are some some little musical flaws, I would say, in this song, but they are yeah. confident um, and and I and, and intentional. Um, it's a simple fun, uh, but very fun song. It has some crazy synths. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I found that uh, lyrically, I found it very interesting that um, you have this very simple dating story at the end of yes, that. So, like, so really, bad. this is there is nothing special about this about this story, and you have it as a contrast uh, to all these very heavy and uh, yeah. interpretive wise. Like, you could talk an hour or longer about the lyrics, and you have it like the contrast of this song at the end, which just mm. to totally doesn't fit. Um, you have all this this beauty of an album with with all these concepts and pictures that really resonate with you and that you're gonna keep in your head and it and the last impression you take from it is a fucking bathroom wall so yeah um <laughs> i'm i'm very i was I, i i did get the meaning that you said before that it might be a joke and i understood yeah. it as a joke which makes the um, makes the, the the artist more likable to me because i just think Uh, he's not taking himself too seriously with this right 
But again, I'm very curious now for, for what, how you interpret it because you obviously have more to say about it. So, so the story behind the song is that most of these musicians were Americans or British. Uh, he, he, like, he, he hired like premium musicians before they were famous. Most of them are very famous musicians afterward. Uh, the bassist played for King Crimson, like very, very famous musicians. Um, and apparently they just thought that I looked it up and um, they just thought the way he spoke English was funny. So to make them laugh, he wrote a song in English. That's oh. it. That's, that's it. But if you put it in context of the album, I like to think that maybe when you realize that all you have to do is I say I love you and just you're fine. He probably went back to surface and went to do his life again somewhere else. Maybe in the U.S. in a place where could people be. speak English. Yeah, it could be. Um, but all in all, I really think the album was too short, and he just had to put some more minutes uh, minutes on, and he used that joke he made for his musicians. Um, it's controversial. People think it breaks totally breaks the mood of the album. It does. It, 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 it does. It, but it I ends, don't think it it's a bad such a, it's, it ends in such a mellow and satisfying way, and then you have this aggressive synth that is so. It's like a country song. It's so absurd. It's a very absurd song. It's funny. It's it is funny. Um, I was curious if you would be offended by it because I think it totally breaks I, the, the the whole mood. But you know, um, you know what? I I read that he was like a radio host or something before he okay. started making music, mm. and yeah. uh, I thought that this is um, his way of showing. Well, I'm. Uh, this is such an artsy album, but I'm not a hundred percent such an artsy guy. I can still be someone. Right who cracks a joke at the end of it. Yeah. I, I think, yes, you're right. I, th I feel like if you have the, the album without it, um, you have the album closer and more rightfully to be a master masterpiece than mm. you have with it, in my opinion. I think, okay. the, I think that thing is something that should not be on this album. Yeah. But, so I, weird. but the fact that he put it there yeah, it's crazy. Makes, makes me like him more. And I believe that if I if I were to listen to this album right when it came out, this would would make me personally be a fan of the person behind this <laughs> album more because I just think it's a badass move to break such mm. a such a deep album with that. That's just yeah, I like yeah, that. It's, yeah, so yeah, I don't have much to say about this song really, but I'm glad you did, were not offended by it. So, <laughs> what's your favorite song? We hold on. I'm I'm gonna give you my opinion on on the whole thing, oh, yeah, and then the I'm gonna thing. give you my Oh song. yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So, um, you were very curious. Uh, you, you wrote me the past days. You said, "Oh, I'm, I'm very curious what how you like it. I'm I'm pretty sure you're not gonna like it." I regret it. I actually regret it. Uh, regretted it sharing it with you because I thought it's too French. It's too it's a kind of boring album in some ways. So I was very I was concerned. So um, from listening to it without lyrics, I wrote down, it right. doesn't really have a clear high point um, mm. that, that made me sure, you know, because I knew that it's kind of telling a story, but it felt like it was more or less on the same level. Um, it has many repetitions in the style, yet, right. and that's the other thing, it also has so much diversity in it. Mm. I found that to be a conflict that I'm not 100% comfortable with. Um, I also wrote down that lyrics and the order matter. And mm -hmm. I also wrote down why this end, <laughs> which now we talked about it. Um, yeah. One thing I, I, I have to say is um, you always tell me that you're not into lyrics, yet you, you send me an album that is that lyric different. We can talk about mm -hmm. that uh, later on or, or, or so, but I, I, that was a surprise to me. Now, um, because it was albums that were important in our lives, right? This album was 
I, I, I felt like this guy wrote a song about how I felt uh, 40 years before. I thought I was just amazed. Uh, and uh, it's it's also because it's very lyrical. I know you like lyrical uh, stuff, so I thought yeah. it would be uh, good too. So, yeah. Um, so the from the lyric point, listening to the lyrics made me like this album much more than I did mm -hmm. be, uh, simply by the music. I did like it um, from my first listen, but with the lyrics it really felt like, oh, this is why. Okay, now I get it a little more. I still think, I, I still wish for some more diversity in, mm -hmm. in the, the way the songs are because um, maybe this comes from listening to it more and knowing it more. But I feel like many of these lyrics would fit to, to other parts of the, uh, to other songs, like from the, from the, uh, the guitar picking and, and so on. And I mm. think that's a little, that's, that's uh, unfortunate because, These lyrics are brilliant. So my overall uh, feeling is listen to it. Um, it for everyone here, even if you don't understand the French, I think it's wor worth listening to it, taking the time uh, reading the lyrics. And it's an album I, I really enjoy a lot. And uh, Cool, awesome. I really did enjoy it. So um, absolutely, you, had, have, had, you have no right to to be worried and regretting sending me this um, because it really, awesome. I really appreciate it and really, really think this is an, uh, an, uh, a fantastic album and I would call it a masterpiece. Oh, um, wow, okay. My favorite song, and I had to smile there, is also uh, number six, uh, The Cat right. of the Artist Cafe. Mm. I love the the tone of it. Uh, it's very, very fitting to, to the lyrics. I love mm -hmm. how these lyrics make no sense and yet so much sense. Mm -hmm. um, yes, so I would like to put that song on the list. Um, I'm right. going to say the title again. So by uh, Jean-Pierre Ferland, it's called uh, Conan Erqua uh, Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> uh, Le Chat du Café d'Artiste. Uh, yes. That's the song I would like to put on the album. Uh, you said you have the same song as a favorite song. It's so. also my favorite. So I'll put. Uh, I'll, I think I'll put Le Petit Roi because it's a. Uh, it's such a classic, and I think it's a. Um, it's a good one. People should listen to. Uh, it's more accessible, I think. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Now, well, thanks for doing this. That was that was well, very cool. Thank you. So I'm very curious now. Um, we take a short break and then we get back to uh, to our next album, uh, which is Die Wahrheit über Lügen by. Fucking it up, racing team. Hear you guys in a moment. If I get Corona, I get Corona. At the end of the day, I'm not going to let it stop me from partying. You know, I've been waiting. We've been waiting for Miami spring break for a while. About two months we've had this trip planned. Two, three months. So we're just out here having a good time. Whatever happens, happens. Like, it's really messing up with my spring break. What is there to do here other than go to the bars or the beach and they're closing all of it? It's really messing up. Yeah, I mean, we planned this a long time ago and it was kind of up in the air if we still go. But, like, we're here. I just turned 21 this year, so I'm here to party. So it's kind of disappointing. Morning, but we're just making the most of it. We met these other people in our little Airbnb spot, so we're just hanging out with them and trying to get drunk before everything closes. I mean, it sucks, but we're gonna make the best of we're it. Enjoying we're enjoying ourselves. Now. It sucks, and I'm from New Orleans, so this really sucks. However, we're gonna enjoy ourselves. We having day parties all day. It's my birthday, St. Patrick's Day. We're just trying to roll with the boy. We're just living for the moment. We're just going for, we're just going to do what happens, when it happens. When stuff closes, we're going to do it when it closes. But uh, uh, besides that, we're just trying to have the best chip we can. Yeah.
Welcome back to the third and final take of today's episode of Putin Bradwurst, your long-distance podcast. It is now time for me to be the one sounding uh, funny, sing song titles, <laughs> where, where I'm going to take a deep dive, maybe not as deep as yours, but let's say a good dive um, into uh, the album Die Wired Uber Slogan. Die Wahrheit Überslugen, yeah. Die Wahrheit Überslugen. I have to say, uh, it was, I have not listened to, although I love, as our listeners know, I, I love Kautrock, right? I, I, I love a lot of German music. I didn't listen to a lot of German music in German because the Kautrock musician would often be instrumental or sing in English somehow. So it was quite an experience. And I have to say, in a funny way, uh, and I'm, I don't know if it's going to be controversial what I'm going to say, but most of us here... Uh, in, in Quebec, and I'd probably say North America, are exposed to the German language through historical movies. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of funny <laughs> to hear like jolly music sang in German. It, it's, it was funny to me, but like in a good way, but like it was very uncommon because 99% of my exposure, except when I was in Germany, is through movies. Um, I'm not going to say what kind of type of people they are, but You know, it, it's like, it sounds in the movies like they always shout to each other, right? But now it's yeah. just like jolly stuff on it, right? <laughs> so it was very, it was, it was funny to, to, to me to, to listen to this. Uh, but uh, so we wait for the end for my overall impression, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's, okay. let's go song by song. Okay, okay. So I have notes for uh, all the songs, but I have a question for you first. Mm-hmm. When I was reading on the album, uh, it seemed like it was divided in two parts. So yeah. Was it because it was some bonus songs, or um, so the is the buffalo herd and the pony herd or something? Yeah, um, this is so, uh, very typical for Farin Urlaub. He okay. always has makes albums like two uh, breaks them into two parts, like a little okay. one. It's also when you buy the CD, it's a little CD and a large CD. Always okay. does that. Okay, okay, interesting, interesting. Uh, and, and I was wondering if, like, uh, I, I listened to, like, bonus tracks or something, and I, if I was not supposed no, to. No, I, I would have told you. I would have told okay. you. Okay, so I listened to, to the, the four others, too, so mm-hmm. don't worry about that. Um, so the first song is also one, one of the ones that I wrote the least notes about. It's called Nichim Griff. Nichim Griff. Nichim Griff. Um, I tried to translate it. Couldn't find yeah. a translation. Yeah, is it a name of something or a place? It's, it's not a name. Uh, nicht im Griff is like slang for nicht im Griff, which means uh, not in control. Okay, or not under control. So, so I thought that this song was um, like it was. It was. You said you listened to that when you were a teenager, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I feel this is a song for like not for teenagers, but like it's it's a it's a positive song about like self confidence and rebellion and like trying to support like. Uh, you know, be yourself and like you, you'll do well and um, work hard and things will be good. And uh, it's a positive song, positive vibes only. Um, I liked it. I think it's a good opener. Uh, you don't agree with me? Uh, go, go on. Uh, I'm well, I mean, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's not about being like yourself. Just be yourself. And like, and like it's a, it, I think it's a good message for, for, the, for the teenagers. Like be yourself. You might be weird. You might be out of like a bit of out. But um, it's one of the least notes I get on against. But I really wrote like self-concept, be yourself rebellion and like stay yourself um so i can understand why a teenager would be like like oh I'm, i'm kind of not like the others but like i love this music and this guy like connects with me you know so i don't know was it is it music that is meant for teenagers or um well he has a lot of teenage fans and because right. he's really really good at uh, writing lyrics that you feel that everyone can relate to like this is his 
he's one of the greatest songwriters we have in Germany. Mm. So he's really good at that. Uh, and obviously you're going to get a lot of te teenagers with that right. because teenagers have big emotions, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so for the first song, you like the lyrics you understood, unfortunately were completely wrong. Because oh, wow, okay. um, what he's singing about, first of all, I have to say, I personally don't like this song. I think this is okay. the song I like the least about the album. I always okay. dislike the way he starts his albums. It's just a personal thing. Um, the song is about, um, he sings about a per another person who, who thinks he is the best and he's so consumed about wow. himself and he, his mistakes, uh, the mistakes he makes are always the other one's faults and all that stuff. And, he, um, and then he says, I, you have to feel sorry for yourself right now because I don't have time for you because you don't have your life in order. Well, so okay. He's complaining about another person who's just not able to, to be... Um, to get his shit together, basically. Wow, That's what okay. he's singing about. But I, I don't really have much more to say. To that might be a torturous experience for him. I'm not very good at doing this, so we'll no see worries, how that goes. No worries. Um, so the second song is called Unschaff. Mm -hmm. uh, out of. That's how I translate it. It's one of my favorite lyrics. I love the lyrics from that song. Um, I'm not sure I got it, um, but I liked it. <laughs> I liked reading it. Uh, it's about a mysterious woman who cannot speak. And she cannot give him what he wants. Um, how to interpret it? Um, I'm not sure how I interpret it. Um, I feel it's like somebody is out of reach, somebody that you cannot reach, somebody that cannot provide you with what you want. Um, this is like an impossible person. And I think if at some line, I didn't I remember it, but I didn't take notes, but you talk about, is she from somewhere else? Is she, did she come from the sky or something like that? Did, did you say a sentence about this? Uh, he's like, um, is she from another star? Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so something impossible, mm -hmm. like is she even real, you know? So that's what's one of those that I had the most fun reading about. Um, but I'm, I'm not sure uh, what I get from it. But that's, that's, that's basically what I get from it. This mysterious and impossible woman. I feel like it's like the guy, like when you, I don't know. It's, I, maybe I felt like that when I was in school. And I, 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 we had like this, 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 this girl that came from, from another country in our, in our school. And like it was a very white school, right? And like I thought she was very good looking and very different. And I was like, wow. And like, it's very refreshing and like uh, very exotic. And I don't know if I'm sounding like a pervert right now. <laughs> no worries. She was in my class. She was in my class. But anyway, it was my age back then. And uh, I don't know. I feel like it's like this out of reach, different, mysterious person. Uh, yeah, that's basically what I had to say uh, of the song. Uh, yeah. So the title, um, Unschaff, is a word that you don't really use. And uh, I think the way he is, it, it can be used for different things. Um, like Schaff means sharp. And, okay. uh, but I think he means it in a way that when you have a picture and uh, you accidentally move the camera and so the mm. picture is a little blurry. Ooh, okay. So he's talk. I think that's the way. Um, Interesting. He, mean, he, he talks about it. Yeah. So I, I don't really have much to add uh, from, from what, what you say. I, I love the song as well uh, because it's, it's really one of these songs, one of these lyrics that you just keep thinking about. And uh, you, you re every time you listen, I, I don't know how many times I've listened to that song. I st it still makes me think. I still try to figure out what is exactly is he meaning by it. Right. Um, so I like songs that are open like this. Yeah, you can think too. what I, you want and I can talk what I think what I want. Like we can appropriate the, the, the piece to ourselves, which is something I like. The next song is one of the funny, the funny ones. I thought it was a funny song. So uh, Gobi Todic. Is that the yeah. name of someone? <laughs> yeah, well, all right. So Gobi, Gobi Todic, uh, well, it is a is name. A, you got that right. But yeah. It's a name of no one, and people are googling and talking in fan forums, and even on his album, 
there's like he shows the whole band like there's a huge band um mm. uh, the Farin Urlaub racing team and there's one person laying on the floor dead and That's supposedly Gobi? that is Gobi Todic, but they don't know who it is I thought it was a very funny song about this guy who disappeared for a while and now he's back. He has, he has a beard. <laughs> I thought it was a funny line. And um, they talked about like how um, he was trading Komodo dragons and, and stuff like that. It was a funny, it's a funny song. And I could see, I, 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 I saw you in this song. I, I, I could imagine you liking this song 100%. This one more than any other, I think. Um, well, maybe one other that we'll talk later. Is one of my favorite. How do you um, like? Um, how do you like the music? Uh, and uh, the you know. I want. I want. I wanted to wait for the end. Maybe to talk to you okay, about okay, this okay, part okay. if you want, like my overall impression. All right. All right. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to talk about the music of each songs? Uh, no, only if you want to say something about I, it. I was just most wondering. of my notes. Most of my notes are about the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Some songs I had like specific musical okay, things I wanted okay. to put on, all but right. I have like um. You, you'll see all and right. i have a question for you regarding this song so he yeah. says like if we if we tell the kgb is 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 done for yeah so clearly this guy is, is kind of a, a spy uh, undercover guy uh, but it's written in a funny way uh, it's one of those that i i, I think is really worth it to, to translate to uh, it's funny and he says about something about some, i don't even can pronounce that what is this i get my my translation was like this word it didn't translate it t-o-w-a-r-i S C H T S C H to Wachsicht. I don't know. Uh, it's about his grave. Something about his grave. Um, sein Grab. Um, uh, hold on, hold on. I, I have the lyrics open. Uh, da, da, I'm da, da, very, da. very curious about this. Dann wird schon mal sein Grab geschmückt. Um, to Varich. Yeah, that's yeah. that's wrong. Um, Ovalich is what he says. It's oh. not Tovarich. <laughs> Ovalich means like truly. Truly Gobi Todich is back. Okay, well, okay. It's not. I, I thought it was some well, <laughs> city or so, I don't know. And, and I tried to not Google things outside. I tried yeah. to very focus on the album itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's what I had to say about Gobi Todic. One, uh, right. Also one I liked a lot. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I have uh, nothing right to add. I, 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 think, yeah? I think it's interesting that he says he's back and then in the end they make his grave more beautiful. I think that's a, a funny funny contradiction there mm. but yeah also i every time I, i listen to it i google it again and hope that there's maybe someone found something because Farid would have loves to set like fans on like scavenger hunts and stuff like that mm. he loves doing that and you know making mysteries like with this just a little side note with the ads the, they these are three players a bass player a guitar player and uh, a drummer and mm. for one album they just um, deleted everything about the bass player on their website, on their album covers. They pretended like he never existed and they didn't <laughs> tell the fans anything. And fans are going crazy. Like, how, how, how come the bass player disappeared? And so that's the kind of humor that guy has. Right. So, yeah. And I, and I get that's the, I, I see you in that, that, that humor actually. Uh, <laughs> I see why you would like that. I love, I love this guy. All right. <laughs> so the next song is called Seltsam. A weird. It's called, uh, translated it as strange weird. or weird. Yeah. Okay, so this is a critical song. So it's more of his engaged side. So I see there's like the humor side, there's the feeling side, and there's the critical side. And this is the critical one. It's the first one of the album, but I think is more critical. It's about the rich people wearing the fur, about how they're hypocritical because they wear all these dead animals on themselves, yet they have little shitty dogs with them. It's like, why don't we just kill the dogs too then, you know, to make a trophy out of them? So it was a very highly critical song, kind of violent in a way, you know, like, Uh, do, do you do you like bath in like horse blood and stuff like that? 
Uh, I mean, I think it's this one is pretty straight to the point. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, but yeah, it's a critical it song about about the fur industry and just rich people that are like fat, rich people that are, that cannot get enough and they pride themselves on useless things that make others suffer, basically. Yes, um, Farid Ulab is also um, a, a pescatarian. Like he only eats fish and vegetables. Right. And uh, and so he doesn't drink alcohol. He's very strict with with like stuff like that. So yeah, he likes animals. That's basically it. Yeah. The next song is the only uh, one of the only titles uh, that I could understand what it means before the translation. Oh, uh, Krieg because of Blitzkrieg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's war, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that's a strange one. I'm not sure I understood. I have a lot of questions for you. Oh, uh, wow. I think my okay. I think my translation was weird. Okay. Um, so I love when uh, singers like tell a story. Like I was walking down. I was doing this. I have some artists I love and and French that do that. So it's funny to read that. Um, so it goes to the shop, you know, to um, to buy to, to, to get uh, like some sales on electronics. So it's like a very mundane story, right? Yeah. Like very mundane and like insignificant. But then there's a line and my translation is the demand was greater than the supply, which meant that there would be a snake. Ah, so, a I, snake. I, I, yeah. so I thought it's probably like a saying in German that I, yeah, I is, cannot get, is. right? So what, is, what uh, does it mean? I, I, Schlange means like a, a line of humans. There would be a line uh, of humans <laughs> waiting soon. <laughs> right. Okay. So, and then he talks about uh, somebody like being impatient with him on the road. Mm -hmm. And then he says, I just bought my car degrees. I'm like, what is this? What does that mean? Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. Because he said, oh, degrees. God. Uh, okay. I, uh, oh, God. Your <laughs> translation is horrible. He says, yeah. um, he says, so there's this guy behind him and he's, he's, uh, Yeah, he's impatient, right? Waving the lights, he's honking, yeah. and he's driving very close to him. And he's like, "But well, and I just bought my car really new, really recently." So that's what he says. Okay, so so I, I think I kind of got the the point of the song, which is like the insignificant if insignificancy of like owning material stuff and just fighting over deals and fight like that's very like that's low and like like do you are you ready to fight? Over deals on electronics, um, that's pretty insignificant. So that's pretty much what I get from that song. Um, Music-wise, uh, it's definitely one of my favorite. Um, uh, maybe I'm very catchy. Out of... Yes, uh, that's one of the songs that um, I mean. I, I enjoyed the album. I listened to it twice without reading the lyrics. Twice reading the lyrics um, with the lyrics, um, and this is one that's really stuck with me. Um, it's like. At first listen, I think it's one of the most approachable ones. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what, what about what about my understanding of the song? Very well. Um, so Farin Olaf uh, is very talented at writing radio hits. Uh, he also does it with at, every at first, album yeah. he writes. There's at least one or two that are radio hits. He also always apologizes for those because people are really tired of listening to this. And <laughs> this is this is the radio hit of that album. Um, Yeah, as you said, it's a funny, nice story, but it does have a message in it as well. Mm -hmm. So um, um, uh, there's one part where he goes a little louder and he says, it's war when, when one person shoots the other until blood is rushing down the streets. It's mm -hmm. war when you, uh, when you uh, victory, Fight over have, goods. have victory over another person. And that's mm -hmm. why we never get enough of war, which is mm -hmm. obviously a big, uh, a big thing to say. But yeah, that's it. I, I like it as well. Very, very nice, sweet song. So the next one is called Pakistan, which is the name of a country that we've talked about in our last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Shout out. Uh, Shout out to all <laughs> people from Pakistan. We love so uh, this, I think this one is the, the most interesting music-wise. And I'll tell you why. I felt like the use of uh, the acoustic guitar and the rapid rhythm mm. really felt like I was going in a car that was winning. Oh, like, yes. Like, I, felt, I felt like um, it was, the song was flowing. Mm-hmm. And a really like, windy way. Yes and, yes, and it's a song about traveling, so that makes a lot of sense. So I think it's probably the one that uses instrumentation with lyrics the best. Um, uh, what did I wrote here? Um, yeah, you get the feeling of driving, of going fast, and it's a song that encourages people to travel, experiment new things, and like go and meet other people, meet different cultures. They talk about different places. Uh, in the song uh, also one I liked a lot um, very it's very like I love the mood of the song it's a very again a positive song and I really felt yeah again the, the driving the going fast and yeah that's what I had to say about this one <laughs> yeah um, nothing more to add uh, besides um, Farin always uh, travels like this guy is I think the only in Germany when he um, when he um, records an album or when he goes on tour Other than that, he's always away and he's he's not doing luxury travels. Like he wants to see every country. And uh, he, in some interviews, he told stories of places that he almost got killed in and just was really, really lucky. Mm-hmm. And also many songs, including this one, um, he writes on, on his bike or something. So he says he always has this little recorder. <clears throat> and then he goes like, oh, Pakistan, da, 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 and sings it in. And then he records it at home. He has, comes home with a lot of fragments. And this mm-hmm. song really is just, about his biggest passion which is uh, traveling awesome um the next one is niemals 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 uh never so that's how it was translated never uh let me read this quickly oh yeah so this one is about like the impossible love about how you're weak when when you fall in love how you're open to being hurt um And how it sucks when you are deeply in love with someone, but someone doesn't share it the same way. So, for example, I felt like it was kind of a story like you have a friend with benefit or something. One of one of the two always end up falling in love with the other, and it that's when shit hit the fan. I feel he's kind of that in, in that situation. He was seeing this girl, and he fell in love, and she's like, "It cannot work." How it sucks to be told that it cannot work, but at the end he says actually it cannot work like he kind of agrees with it so like i think it is interesting because we talked about an album before that was also about griefing this i think this is a song about griefing with about coming to terms with things even though it hurts sometimes you know, just realize that actually she was right it cannot work or like so it's talking about grief about impossible love and how you can be hurt when you're the one that is more in love than the other that's what i have to say i i agree absolutely right assessment uh this is like i think the biggest talent farin olab has is writing lyrics that uh, are in this vein that uh, mm. really I, I cannot tell you the number of times I listened to that song thinking about one girl and mm. being fucking miserable and, and and really diving into that feeling of 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 uh, of misery and of mm. of I, I grief as you said mm-hmm. and wanting to, to change and I think this song perfectly merges um, music and uh, Uh, like the the guitars and every the background music and the mm. the lyrics. So you have this. It starts slow with a drum beat, mm-hmm. da, 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 and then it crushes you. It has like this crazy guitar solo that gets heavy. He's yelling at highest uh, at the highest pitch of his voice, and really that it's it's like my heart screaming in mm. in, in love uh, and, and in pain. 
So I'll tell you something about the, the songs that are more about love. Um, I, I felt less a connection with because oh because I I was reading in English and what I was hearing was different and to me it was it was it was a clash. It was mm, difficult. Uh, it was the first time I'm trying to do this. Yes, yes. And I felt I was kind of losing it because when I was oh, reading lyrics, I was like. Eh, it's kind of cheesy a bit. I don't know. It's like it's, it's, I, it's... I I actually translated the song into English, and I had the, I I was afraid that it would lose some of its magic due it, to the the. I, I mean, I would I wouldn't say like it sucks. Like I still love the song to listen to it, but reading the lyrics in English, I thought it was a bit cheesy. Mm-hmm. I didn't, but I mean the message is good, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. My next song is Die Leiche. Die Leiche. Die Leiche. <laughs> uh the corpse right yes uh so uh another one of my favorites i love this song so it's about someone looks uh, at his window i'm not sure, I'm not sure. i imagine him looking down his window i don't know if it's clear if he's in his house or i don't remember but he's looking for a far away or there's a pound of water there's a corpse on its belly like floating and he's, he's slowly at first he's like oh like that's a corpse whatever and then slowly he's like actually like um she has the same shoes as you or something or she looks like you and he's like, I wonder if somebody's missing. Uh, I cannot wait to tell you about it, like when I'll see you. And, and basically, the more and more it goes, and um, you wonder who that person is, and the more and more you recognize things of a, of a female. We don't know who she is. but And then there's something I'm not sure about. I think that's meant to be unsure. Uh, he took the corpse away and dig a, a grave for it. And, and the question that was on my mind, of course, was, was it his friend all along? Did he kill his friend himself? Or did he find his friend dead and just take care of her? Because he's like, nobody's taking care of this corpse, so I'll take care of it myself, right? Uh, so Mysterious Song, um, it's, I think with, this is one that like, when you need to, if you would read the lyrics just in English without any music, you'd be like, oh, that's such, such a dramatic song. But there's something funny about the, the music i think it's kind of a i think it's a mysterious kind of a i don't know i really like this song um he, uh yeah uh yeah i perfect assessment again of the the lyrics um he i am I, also i'm not sure it could be just yeah. someone who coincidentally looks sure and yeah absolutely absolutely this um he she, she's wearing the same shoes and he's speaking to this woman who uh, who is missing and yeah you you get the sense like and the thing is what i love little details like it's very simple music wise mm-hmm. it's really just one guitar and um and then you you hear him when he i don't know if you picked that up when he says uh um uh she's wearing his your shoes and stuff right when you listen to it closely you notice that he's smiling while while singing that mm. so you can hear that he's there's like a happy thing oh and it reminds me of you and and right, that's why it's like it's like jolly. So it's jolly and saying, it's, but it's like, cute, and then and then yeah. it has this dramatic high point where he digs a grave for her, and he says, "It's cold and it's wet, and mm-hmm. uh, but it was yet it was very beautiful." Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's, it's a weird uh, song. It's a weird, song. very weird. Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's it's also one of my favorite. Um, so the next one is called Monster, just straight yep. up Monster. That's one I, I think I, I lack cultural understanding. Uh, I think it's a mm. song that uh, if I was German, I'd probably understand more. But I'll still, I'll still tell you what I got from it and my theory on, on what it yeah. means. So it's a song against popular music, it seems. Uh, there's some kind of something in the, on the radio that annoys him, clearly. Um, I feel this song has a very different tone from the other ones and its, it's sound. And he talks about the band Scorpions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a popular like hair metal band from Germany, but that... Uh, 
sings in English. And my theory is that they were they were of course popular here with like Wind of Change and and, and songs like that. Um, did, are they the ones that said uh, "Rock me like a hurricane"? Yeah, did, yeah. So this is it's like cheesy. It's, it's like cheesy hair metal. I'm I'm not into that genre too much myself, uh, and I feel like I hate that song. And I feel he is not either. So my take is that he's against um, German bands singing in English to be popular, maybe, or um, he just hates the Scorpions. I don't. That's what I, that's what I got from it. So this whole talk about this big rock he wants to build, I don't get that too much. So um, he, yeah, this. Um... I actually like one of the, if not the song I like least about the album. Um, he is singing about uh, they, we are building a monster of rock music right. um, because he's upset with uh, today's radio music, basically. And in the end, he says, happy end. In the radio, they play a song from by the Scorpions, mm-hmm. a band from Hannover, which is right. Germany's, uh, which is the world's beautiful, most beautiful city. I think um, the opposite is the case. He's happy about them playing a song okay. by the Scorpions. Okay, okay, wow, okay. So he's, he, he doesn't like not rock music on the radio, basically. He, he doesn't like the, the the normal shit music that's going on, yeah. Okay. Um, the next one is called Atem, mm-hmm. with Breath. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it's a song about what um, seems to be love. Uh, and there's a, there's a line that I'm very confused about. Uh, maybe it's it's supposed to be funny, uh, I thought he was. And he says, like, the woman is not into him because he cannot grate licorice. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I was wondering about that. So, Süßholz, <laughs> you're talking about the, um, und sie schauen mich spöttisch an, weil ich nicht Süßholz raspeln kann. And uh, so, um, you, you look at me in a funny way because I'm not, um, Süßholz raspeln means uh, uh, to charm a woman with words, to be flirty. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm unable to really charm you with words. That's why you're looking at me like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Because she doesn't really get, uh, she doesn't really uh, buy his way of making her compliments. Okay, okay. I, th- that's one I had uh, the least note about too. Um, Perfect Woman, Deeply in Love. It's kind of a romantic song. Didn't, uh, that's for me one of the most forgettable songs. It didn't take much notes on this one. If you play this song, in, if you're in Germany and you sing this one, the song to a woman, she's gonna fall in love with you. That's oh really? Like, okay. I I, I played this uh, the song for my girlfriend like way at the beginning, but it's one of these songs that just it's so sweet that mm-hmm. uh, you know yeah. you can you can if you're you can if you're a gay man and you sing it to a straight guy, he will at least kiss you after that because it's just so sweet. <laughs> That's I my... just wrote like deeply in love, perfect yeah, woman, romantic yeah. song, uh, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The last song of the first uh, album ish is called Karten Cards. Yep, the most heavy song, right? Um, oh yeah, it's a, heavy, it's a heavier song. Um, I loved the use of the horns, so I, mm. I, I, I took the notes on this. So that's cool. Yeah. Um, right, right. This one is another one that I'm, 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 not, I'm not so sure about. But it's a song about an individual who. Uh, who fled who i don't know if he's from somewhere and he, he fled that place seems like that's the case because he's looking for himself it seems like somebody's confused and he has like potentially mental issues he's terrified he's lost uh he's so lost that he even forgot to speak its own language so that's like if you forget your native language you're really not at your own in your home and that reminds me of an uncle of mine who uh spent his life in english canada and he barely speaks french anymore like wow. he speaks a very broken french but it's like that's someone who's been gone 
for a long time. And he's even afraid of people like following him, potentially even wanting to kill him. Is he schizophrenic? As somebody who needs help, clearly. And he sends cards to his friends back home uh, to probably tell them that he's okay. Or I don't know. But he sends cards, right? So he's not dead. He's still alive. But this man is lost. Uh, so uh, probably needs help. And I feel like... Um, I don't remember if... Uh, I didn't wrote if the people are concerned about him or not. Uh, I think... Uh, but... Um, yeah, so that's the note I took for this song. Yeah, uh, nothing more to add. I love the song, love the power behind it. Yeah, it's um, heavy. I, I think uh, in German, again, he is he he brilliantly manages to um, to make you be able to relate uh, to relate to the song, despite it it uh, talking about such a crazy person, but. Mm-hmm. Um, but like uh, things like um, you don't um, you're still looking for yourself. That's mm-hmm. you know I, everybody's kind of looking for himself at some point in his life. You know it takes the time to find yourself. So you can also portray that on your own life, which again is just a great thing he does. Cool. So that's it for the first part. The second part um, was way more ska, like more um, like a. You know, ska punk, right? It's like more yep. of the horns, more of the the, the 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 a certain rhythm, a certain way of playing drums that is very associated with this genre. The first song is called IFDG. I don't know what it stands for. I'm not sure. Ich find das gut. I find I I think that's good. So uh, I feel it's a song about simple pleasures, um, but uh, I don't really understand the song too well. Um, I love the use of the choir. So it's mm-hmm. one of these songs where the lyrics I care the least about, but mm-hmm. the, the the song how it sounds I liked the most. I really like how it sounds, um, but like there's some lines about drilling noses and defeating mm-hmm. world records about it. I, I don't, I'm not sure I'm, I understand what this is about. It's talking about the Pope too. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one that left oh, yeah. me a bit confused. Yeah, So it's it's very funny. Like he's joking around with his bandmates and stuff. Like they're talking to him and like say yeah blah blah whatever you say like the female singers mm. so it's a beautiful song just about how how happy life can be right. and um and so what you're talking about is um he says life can be so beautiful when you uh, dig, pick your nose um oh, pick your nose uh, yeah that's the translation was drill yes, your nose which is the word we use in german to say okay wow um <laughs> <laughs> which, was like, this is violent yeah he says so when you pick your nose it might have it might be um uh this might be uh, a little rude but it's better than not doing sports at all. Um, mm. Take more than one or two fingers uh, and you might be a, a world record. All right, right, right. Um, and then with that the Pope, he says, now. and uh, then the, his girl band replies, because they always reply to what he says. They say, well, the Pope says uh, d- uh, picking your nose doesn't mean going into yourself like in a spiritual way. Mm. And he says, then he says, well, if I want to know what fun is, I'm definitely not going to ask that guy. So. Makes a lot more sense. Okay, well, <laughs> but I, I still kind of got that it's a song about simple pleasures uh, yeah. and just enjoying uh, the things you have. So, uh, which is a message we see, we hear a lot in, in that album in general. Um, yeah, it's a message that come across. The living a simple life is good, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next song is called Zuhais. Mm-hmm. Too hot. Yep. Um, I'm I understood it as a funny song and also a kind of a critical song at the same time. It's about a guy who's like, oh, like I really want to f- do a revolution. I want to like change the world, but weather is so nice. I'd rather be in my hammock. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's kind of it's kind of a song about these bedroom revolutionaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, living room. That's how I call them, uh, living room revolutionaries. People that have good ideas. They like 
they want to change the world, they want to fight, they want to get violent even maybe, but it's only empty words uh, that in the end they're just like, they're just, they're kind of um, uh, cow cowards or lazy people that are not willing to, to, to do this. But he, he talks so much about being sweaty and comfortable in the warm that I'm not sure if that's actually what the song is about. That's why I, I, I like to understand it. It's critical of these uh, living room revolutionaries, but might be actually be about him being in the sun. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think it does. Um, so you you have all this revolutionary stuff, and yeah. you know um, it's too too hot to destroy. So, like he has his origins in in punk rock music, so he right. is like a left a leftist guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's 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 also a very. Um, yeah, it's it's very it's I, I don't have much to add. I, I really love the the way the music switches from the main CD, even at mm. this point. You mm-hmm. you know, it has like these reggae tones and stuff, yep. and you can really see the diversity and he's playing around with with uh different styles of music, which I love about this album. Um yeah, mm-hmm. but you're absolutely right with your assessment on the song. Cool. So the next one is called Incel. Mm-hmm. Which was uh before the Incel movement, there was a the song Incel. Um Island. Yep. So uh, this is a, one of these critical songs. Uh, it's a, off, a like very obvious critic of capitalism, like straight up. Um, he starts by talking how working should not be mandatory and how like we're it's basically slavery that to do work five days a week. Clearly, like he doesn't say these words, but that's what it means. But then he talks about um, kind of like oh, I wonder how life is is in the city, you know, for you guys. And it starts like this, but then it, it, it takes the side of the critic of the capitalism. And there's some good lines that I wanted to share here. Like, happiness is never reachable because my desire grows with my income, right? Yeah, that's so, that, so true. That's so true. So, so and it's, it is. I mean, when, when I, if, like, if you get a pay, a, a, a raise, like a pay raise, you're like, oh, like, that means I could buy this thing. Like, is that one of the first thing you think about it? I, personally, I know, I know I do that myself and it's dumb, but it's true. So it's never ending. And that's the whole point of the, so what I what I also like the added value we create makes other people rich, and they are the ones who buy islands to chill on. And I thought that was a very good line too, because when you do these capitalist critics, it's so easy to fall into cliche and cheesy yeah. stuff. And at first, I was concerned it would be like this. Um, I think some lines are a bit, but these lines that these two, especially these two lines um, make it worthwhile. I think they're a very good way to to put it. Because it's, it's, it's cyclical. It talks about how he's chilling on the island. Then he talks about how people that are not chilling on islands make other people rich so they can chill on the island. I thought it was an interesting circle. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I wrote about this song. It's a cool song. I thought the music was a bit cheesy, though. I was not into this the song too much, like how it sounded. It's probably one of my least favorite music-wise, yeah, but one yeah. of my favorite lyrics-wise. So, <clears throat> uh, Yeah, you, I, nothing to add. All right, so the last one, it, uh, it's, it's a harder one to pronounce. Trotzdem? Trotzdem, yeah. Okay. Still? Yep. That's what it is. Okay. Um, that's not one I'm not as confident about its meaning either. Um, but what I got is that you got um, you got to stay positive. There's some good stuff ahead. There, uh, they, people will, will be mean to you. There will, be, uh, there will be some trials for you. You'll have a hard time sometime. And it's always going to be like this. But uh you gotta keep going even with these hardships uh i'm not sure if it's a positive or a negative song because sometimes it sounds pretty severe sometimes it sounds pretty hopeful so um but still i felt it was a message of like people are assholes but and you'll do things that you think are great and people like whatever but it's not a reason to stop you know 
Uh, yeah, right. I this is one of the the songs that is very encouraging uh, in a way that and until you had until you get to the end. So you're right. Um, it, it has a positive tone, yet it doesn't spoil you with uh, false no. promises. No, it's not so, saying it's going to be easy for sure. And uh, so, so I feel like it's a very honest way of uh, of motivating yourself. However, and in the end, which is also when the music changes, he's um, he's singing und trotzdem. Which is like, and yet, yeah, that's the um, end, yeah. and it means like uh, you know, on all these arguments that make sense, and yet it sucks, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Which is, I every time I listen, like I listen to the song, I remember listening to on, on the bus ride to school when I had a test that I would be, I was sure I'm not gonna do well on. I listened mm -hmm. to that song, and I always skipped the on trotzdem part because that okay. brought me back to reality and brought me right. back to. Yeah, but yet it's not that it's not it's not that easy. And mm -hmm. yeah, all right, cool. So these are for my songs to song analysis uh, for the whole. Uh, so when I listen to it, I mean, I, I'll, I'll say it. I like this album. It's a good album. Uh, it's um, it's it's a genre I don't listen to that often. Mm -hmm. uh, early two thousand punk, you know, like No FX, uh, like uh, like Wagon, these bands that are like this cup. Uh, street punk like um, a bit of a, even skater skater punk you know it's a genre my my brother loves so i sent him the album <laughs> oh <laughs> he's really into that that music i don't know if he's into um, the, the, the german punk but uh, i know he listened to a lot of punk of that era so but uh, even if i'm not the biggest fan of the genre i still have a lot of fun and as you know i love listening to songs in foreign languages um so it was it was a good experience i listened to it while playing video games while cooking while working it's different setups right driving mm -hmm. um and it's just it's just up it just puts you in a good mood and it's very energetic um again the use of the horn which is a very scuff punk thing is is well done because it's not excessive they don't use it in every song because it would get boring they use it at some places and i enjoy that um the, also this poetic use of choir that i love um as you said he has like a female back singer or something i love the use of that um and you also said it at the beginning how there's like mood swings in the album which uh avoided being like a dull experience because if it's always sounding the same the song would the album would be it's like what 50 50 minutes long if every song would sound the same it would be yeah. painful um so because it switches it's very um enjoyable from the beginning to the end i think musically the second cd second cd is weaker because mm -hmm. um, I'm not as big of a reggae ska thing. I prefer the heavier parts of the first one. Um, I like the acoustic work too. Um, I, I regarding like with the lyrics, how I understood. Um, I like the lyrics. I think there's some high points uh, for sure. I like the funny side of it. And again, I, it made me thought of you because I see I see your, you in the, in, in mm. this humor uh, <laughs> a lot. Um, but um, yeah, so good experience. Thank you for sharing. Something I'm gonna listen to again cool. uh, when I'm when I'm listening to punk. Uh, uh, I don't listen. To that. I love punk music. I really do, but I don't listen to that many bands. So um, this one's gonna be added to uh, the list. Um, and when it comes to my favorite songs, um, I, I, I there was there's three that I thought yeah, purely from a listening standpoint I think yeah. are the best. It's uh, Krieg. Uh, Delay, and, Delay, yeah. Delay and IFDG. I think these three are like the, oh, the ones that I, I like the most to listen to. Uh -huh. But the, my pick for my favorite is Delay. That's my wow. Favorite. Oh, that's yeah. so cool. I, I love that you picked that song. Yeah, that's my favorite for the album. It's, it's different from the rest, 
But I think if you mix lyrics with music and mood and everything, I think it's the the peak of the album for me. Yeah. Wow. I I, I really I really love that that you picked that song. I uh, I had a very hard time picking a favorite song because there's just so many of them. And uh, on the list of songs that I wrote down that could potentially be my favorite, Delaysha is also represented. Cool. Um, oh, Pakistan but, was also one of these that I was uh, one of my favorites. Also, these four. So I forgot to to note it. But yeah, I think I think the the fact that you um, that there are so many that you can name is mm-hmm. one of the qualities that Farin Urab has going uh, in in most of his like you you don't know that, but in most of his uh, his albums, you have like a handful of songs where you say, oh, I think these are the my favorites. Mm-hmm. But what, which is the one is going to be a, is a, is a, sometimes it's a difficult question. For me, it's Trotzdem, the last song of it all. Wow, well, okay. Um, because it does have the energetic part that I love in songs like Karten, in songs like Niemals uh, mm-hmm. or Unschaff. Um, but um, but I, I think it is the most original and most uh, touching lyrics to me personally. Uh, I love uh, lyric wise, I love the Leiche uh, uh, the most. However, I feel like um, I, 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 I'm always kind of missing a little bit more from uh-huh. the representation. It's a simplier song for it's, sure. It's very simple. And mm-hmm. even though it is simple for a reason, I, I, I would put it as my number one if it had more, um, a little bit more of what he has because this band really, I think they're like 15 people or so when they go live. So well. I feel like... Um, that's only him for this one, right? There's only guitar and singing. Yes, it's only guitar and singing. And I feel like a little, little itty bitty more could have been made in there, you know. But anyways, uh, yeah, I'm a very, thank you very much for listening to it. And uh, we're almost, we're already recording for a long time. It's a very long yeah. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll try to make the next one shorter. Yeah, we're, we'll see. Um, so next week, we're going to speak about um, English albums. We're not yep. going to say w- which they are yet. Mm. um all right um uh, we're gonna get listening and um and and write down our notes so thank you very much Philip. i enjoyed this a lot that was a lot of fun yeah and um hear you guys next week you have anything uh, you have anything more to say sorry if i i mean you, please guys stay safe uh listen to these albums yourself before or after listening to this uh i think it's uh, especially if you're neither german or french i think it's gonna be even cooler experience for you um, so for all the South Korean listeners, <laughs> listen to these two. We'll see you guys. Annyeonghaseyo. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it was a pleasure and take care, everyone. Take care. Bye-bye.